My name is Nariba Shepard. And this is Justin Arnett Graham. And this is Terms Terms of of Service. Service. We did it! Yeah, last time, the first time was a wreck. No, Um, we, we were doing... We were doing our best. We tried. It you was know, a day. numerous times where we got there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. How are you this morning? Because it is this morning. Yes. Um, I'm good. I woke up in a panic at 5 a.m. So, you know, your girl is woke. Um, and There's I also that. needed to make treats for us because, you know, yeah. We, uh, we had an early start. This is, this is very, this is very true. But we're here now. Yes. Yes. And this is exciting. Yes. Because we have another guest. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hi, y'all. It's Lindsay the Heartthrob. Okay. Come come with it. Okay. <laughs> Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm feeling great. Feeling fun. Feeling fine. Awesome. The three Fs. <laughs> fun. Fine. What was the last half? It was I, great, but great. Okay, you know, okay. it's fine. <laughs> it's early. We're trying. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna get there. So. Um, but uh, let's uh, start this off appropriately. Appropriately. When is your birthday? <laughs> April second. That's my sister's birthday. So I'm an Aries. Hi, what's up? I'm very excited about this. Um, Hi, <laughs> Aries, Aries. I'm very excited that you're an April Aries. There's a distinct difference. Very distinct. Um, well, that's teach why. Me. Okay, so that's why we get to claim Rihanna because even though she's a Pisces, she has an Aries moon, mm-hmm. and yes. that just means that you're ready to. Um, continuously burn things to the ground and not give a shit about it because we um, compartmentalize a lot to make it through our lives. Compartmentalize and organize. Mm -hmm. And then if we're on top of it, we are unstoppable. Yes. But if we are not, it's a train wreck. Like you see how Rihanna stopped making music in order to do all of these other ventures. Yeah, Yeah, that's called being on fucking top of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Other people may criticize it and be like, well, where's the music? I'm like, no, no. No. She's given us clothes. She's given us makeup. She's giving us skincare. We have anti still. We're still riding on that. Very, very true. And then also, uh, I will say on the opposite side of not having it together Mm -hmm. it just reminds me of a very close family member that i might have grown up in the same house with that shares the same birthday as you so there is also that so no i get it so my dear give us a little background you know we know that you're in aries what else what's up um so i am a dancer i'm a professional dancer professional exotic dancer blessed dancer okay um i love uh curating for the black lgbtq community of chicago um yes prioritizing us and fun safe happy spaces yes um i do social media consulting for Mm -hmm. um young black businesses in the city usually queer businesses as well um and also a wardrobe stylist okay so a woman of many hats a woman of many hats um and around last year i decided to prioritize um the decriminalization of sex work 
throughout the state of Illinois, uh, primarily the city of Chicago. Just um, something that I realized became a priority. Well, has always been a priority, but um, should be more of a priority while we talk about uh, what we want to see and the type of government that we're living in Uh um, and what we want to see... um, become more accessible for people you know sex, sex workers are a very vulnerable labor class mm-hmm. um, and it's yes. a labor class that is technically outlawed mm-hmm. so um, that just makes makes room for more vulnerability um, for things to things to happen to them instead of things to be able to happen for them so yeah, right. yeah. Well said. Well yes so, last year uh, I raised sixty thousand dollars to be able to redistribute that to sex workers I'm and that through. was holy <laughs> crap all right okay that yes. is are you what's your rising sign because <laughs> I'm trying that, to get that together that Taurus rising <laughs> oh is yes. the earth rising I'm a Virgo rising I get it <laughs> it's the only thing holding me down I mean, let me take that back. Holding me together. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because Virgos are extremely organized. Ah. Uh, I mean, I wish that I got that one, but <laughs> it's rough. It's like organized but procrastination to the max. But anyway, let's get back to the fact that you raised mad dollar bills to be redistributed dollar, dollar bills, within the community. And when I say I, I, I mostly mean the community did mm-hmm. because all I really did was um, write why people should do it and put up the GoFundMe and streamlined a way for that to be immediately redistributed to people. Sure. Um, but, uh, and also talking about mutual aid, like mutual aid is more than finances. Mm-hmm. Mutual aid is access to resources. And again, streamlining where people can ha- find those resources within the neighborhoods that they can get to and whatnot. So right. focusing on that as well as the other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loving the energy. All of the hats. All of it. And can you talk to us a little bit about your time within the hospitality industry? And yeah, what, what's the crossover yeah. with that? Ooh, uh, okay, let's see. Mm, looking <laughs> for a job as a 19, 20-year-old kid <laughs> in Chicago was not fun. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, what was available was retail and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, having grown up on the management side of hospitality and watching my dad do uh, like be the manager of four and five-star restaurants around Chicago, I was really excited to like also be intertwined with that experience Mm -hmm. um, from the uh, working side and not just always going to go see my dad at the restaurants. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I started working at a restaurant when I was about 2021. I think uh, it was, it was, I mean, not, I think, but it was a learning experience um, as a, traditionally is yes um (laughs) learning about you know like how everybody has their different jobs set up and closing and prep and and egos and attitudes egos and attitudes and (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what management had kind of shifted into um i i saw like more of a a lack of the the what's what service means right Mm. like what service means and that's kind of something that my dad prided prides himself on being able to teach people is how to give good service Mm -hmm. um so I went into those restaurants thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to move upward. And that was not I the wish. case. 
<laughs> and you, were, you were shooting for that upward mobility life. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that American dream. Mm. <laughs> and with so many, so many restaurants, who is it for? <laughs> that part. Most Americans don't even have it. I'm not an American. I don't have that shit. I don't have that dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, I definitely was that came to realization for me but um isn't it a bitch it was yeah it was a bite in my ass mm-hmm. like i i really i was an excited young kid to be able to get well, that's into your problem learning <laughs> <laughs> well damn sorry <laughs> the coffee hasn't hit yet okay. <laughs> no. the trying. excitement is the first thing they snatch away <laughs> oh that <laughs> real and then it's your youth <laughs> We're just uh, letting them letting them know this morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I always wanted to like learn how to be a bartender and like apprentice under a bartender. And Same. I was already making drinks. Like I was making drinks in high school and having fun with with eggnog and whiskey. Listen, and- in Trinidad, as soon as you are like <laughs> mm-hmm. eight or nine, you are officially a bartender at family gatherings. Period. It's like hey, Nariba, go get me a rum and coke. <laughs> That's it. I was bartending since I was nine. That was and, the end. It's a wrap. And you know what? When I went to Belize, um, I did ask, I texted my dad. I was like, what is the drink that I should get? And he was like, drink with the locals drink. And I ordered myself a rum and coke. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the move. You're like, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. That's, that's the it, whole that's line. all. Yeah, I had rum and cokes all day. It was great. Uh. I've actually never had that much Coca-Cola in one sitting. <laughs> it's I'm As not going to experience it. It's just predominantly rum and maybe a glimpse of cola. It's like <laughs> it's like a Long Island iced tea. People think there's tea in it, but that's just a splash of Coke to make all the alcohol look like tea. Yeah, it's the color. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nice not the Coke was added for coloring. That's yeah. It. That's it. They're just like, you're not supposed to taste it. No. But uh, mm-hmm. you're going to feel everything else that's in here. And so. you know what? In college, there was a special for that. Two for, two for 10 Long Island iced teas on Wednesdays at this spot with like board games and shit. It was horrible. Horrible. What was it, Nuibo? Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, my dear, if you're able to kind of guide us a bit through, you know, kind of the taboo nature of, you know, service industry work, the bridge into, you know, sex work, you know, overall, like, identity empowerment, you know, I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, so one of my other restaurant jobs mm-hmm. was, it was in Logan Square. So that was a central place for entertainment, drinks, fun, mm-hmm. hallway bars. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I was, I was very excited to work at a restaurant that um, had a, a diverse staff in quotation. I was going to say. Um, yeah. These are hard quotes. Mm. <laughs> Can we feel the air quotations? <clears throat> Stopping myself from singing a reference we can't afford. <laughs> um, and I I was having a blast. The bar manager was great. Um, the My manager was, was great. Um, but at that time, I was working a social media social media consulting job in the morning. So I would be up at 8 a.m. 
work until 2 p.m., and then shower, get ready, and walk to the restaurant to work a uh, night shift. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, like, just enough to keep my bills paid. Mm-hmm. So um, one night, one of my coworkers does yeah. a lip sync, or they did, like, a lip sync um what's it called a lip sync battle mm-hmm. and I was like "Ooh, well I love to perform <laughs> why not and I made time and I went and, and Aries, I no you know <laughs> the stage I'll be there yesterday it's always calling the stage is always calling so you might as well pick up exactly oh, so. let me just do my makeup in the bathroom <laughs> um Fast. but yeah so I went and performed um and it was great I won but um, <laughs> great. I won. Like, no Throwaway okay, comment, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Did that? Okay. Um, I believe I did a Rihanna number. Yes, oh I did. well. I did. Where have you been? Oh, oh jam fire. <laughs> Would sing it. Can't it, afford to. No. <laughs> mm, mm, no. We learned. Um, not um, this season, mm-mm. but you know. Uh, but yes, it was lovely, and I um, I tried to keep that job. You know, like I try. I loved the tips. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm. didn't mind my coworkers. However, it was difficult for me to be trained on anything else. And I found that at restaurant jobs and um, most jobs, I'm unsure if it's because of the color of my skin or um, if it really is just something that every management team would say to mm. me, mm. which was, oh, well, we hired you for post. So we're comfortable with you there. And I would be like, oh, um, okay, well, Mm. these eight other people are cross-trained on not just hosts, but um, uh, bar bar backing, um, what what is it, busting the tables, um, and serving. So I just, you know, I I would like to be able to pick up shifts in a couple other ways, and I would not be able to. So um, I ended up, obviously, like, just sitting at host and... As much as I love to perform, um, you can't just perform one. You cannot just perform one lip sync show and that be able to pay your bills. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah. So there was a moment for me where I was like, "Well, I I absolutely love performing, and um, the amount of time that it takes for me to do the social media work and." then get ready for this other job would take away from being able to perform. Um, And also that restaurant job was not paying my bills enough and neither was the social media consulting job. You're like, it wasn't doing what needed to be It wasn't doing what needed it, what I needed it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to take a sip of this matcha tea on that one. Oh, Um, oh, okay. It is a, this is a bi-level beverage for our morning uh, sips. You can't see, but I'll describe it for you. There is a lavender uh, soda at the bottom, mm. and it's floating um, right underneath a matcha. Uh, wait, Ashley? Matcha what? Oh, sh- it's just straight up matcha. I was like looking at my notes like, well, a sip of that tea. Okay. Am I supposed to mix this up? Because what yes, I'm looking yes, at yes, is yes. a glass that is yeah. art, and uh, it's honestly scaring me to try and drink it. Because I it's, mean, it's pretty delightful. You is, should just give it a little. I am supposed to mix it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. There is a, a lavender. This is beautiful. Lavender buds are mm-hmm. on the outside, wrapped around by um, a string. 
that is at the middle separation of the matcha mm-hmm. and, that divide. Um, and what is under the matcha? Lavender soda. The lavender soda. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and listen, at any point, if you feel stressed, you could just like boop, pop off a little bit of your little lavender buds on the side here. Already did it. Give it a little crunchy crunch. Already rub it on your it. temples. Yep. That's a little self-care for you bartenders. If you're ever having a nervous breakdown behind the bar because you're overworked and underpaid, uh, there you go. A little in-house remedy right there. Mm-hmm. So would you like to continue sharing the tea <laughs> and about us? Uh, and this was just so good. I just mm-hmm. had yes, to put that out there. Thank delicious. you so much, Ashley. Ah, damn. <laughs> drinking it all up on the mic. Lavender and the temps. There you go. Pass. No, that's it a, does um, what Pedialyte should. That's some uh, <laughs> some wet ass matcha. Ooh. Oh, that wham, but not. <laughs> no, we not no. that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had a panic of like yes. we can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> that should that will be a sound bite. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, uh, but Let's yeah. get back to this. Uh, this uh, casual, systematic uh, racism you experience and by oppression. like not being able to like uh, be cross trained, which is something that like the industry prides itself on, is like that's why they don't want anything to be unionized right. because they want to be they able to get to, you. They love to say cross trained, yeah, but they mean on the same sort of like it's on a linear level. Yes, no, they literally mean oh. You're at host. Yeah, we'll cross train you on now using this iPad for Uber deliveries mm-hmm. and using this other iPad for DoorDash mm-hmm. and using this other iPad for Caviar. And yeah, because we're going to cross train you on we're, carry out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Carry out, take out. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Child. Uh, trash. And, and then they'll be like, yeah, now you can train people on that. While still doing that. that. So now you're training other people to do your job. And did any of these people then get cross-trained on other things? Yes, they did. Oh, obviously. You know, just we just want to put the pinprints where they deserve to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you. And obviously, like, the money is in serving. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, you know, at least I would like to do that. And I ended up just bussing, which bussing is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the tips are great, but I, I did want to at least have under my belt the ability to wait and serve tables. Like, mm-hmm. like how is it that I grew up in this industry watching hospitality in Chicago grow and these restaurant groups and their management companies didn't take the time out to think of like cross train. Like they, they, they immediately don't want that to happen. Um, someone of my skin tone (laughs) listen um one of my first stages at a michelin star restaurant i called in scheduled a stage um i was like my name's reba like blah blah did the whole thing they're like okay cool and i walked in for my stage and you know when you see someone like put the face to the name. Mm, yeah. He's like, my name's Reba. And he they was like, oh. oh, listen, <laughs> since I was a wee child, my only goal in life has been to marry someone with the last name McIntyre and then become more famous than Reba McIntyre. But I'm willing to just like come for Emma Watson instead because I am one hour and 45 minutes older than that bitch. And I, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. 
Well, I personally believe in you. I believe in you. Emma Watson, nothing personal. Um, you're probably not going to hear this, but like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you hit that uh, hit that ring with Miss with Monsieur McIntyre, I will do the PR. <laughs> so this is a cross training moment oh, right here, right. okay? But with upward mobility. Yes, so. yes. Okay, so like you weren't giving, you weren't getting the same opportunities as the people around you, right? And uh, you were like. Hustle. Well, this it wasn't enough. Yeah. It was not enough. Like, I had bills to pay. <laughs> um, it was not enough. And even though I had put my faith in an industry that I thought would be able to just give the, sim- the simplistic notion of cross-training, even so that I could go to another restaurant or have another opportunity to be able to streamline money at a nine-to-five, um, that was just not happening. Mm-hmm. And I have been in the sex industry for several years. Um, so around the same time that I got my first restaurant job, I was, you know, I was a I was already starting as a professional companion. So that's about right. 2021, 20, mm-hmm. right? And um I stopped doing uh, professional companionship because I had a civilian job and I was being yeah. able to keep civilian jobs. Um, but for one reason or another, them jobs just don't work out. Mm-hmm. And um, the fail safe is sex work for me. Um, and the sex industry is there. Mm-hmm. It's also extremely prominent in restaurants. So as uh-huh. I'm working these host jobs um, <laughs> and also performing, I am being approached. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you are meeting people. Meeting the peeps, mm-hmm. the hap hap, the happenings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, and and all types of you know, like all types of people go to restaurants. So um, everybody, this everybody to is at a restaurant. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a food social club. <laughs> we love so, that. So I was um so yeah I had this like revelation um around twenty three so it was like yeah a couple years ago a few years ago that I um would go back into professional companionship because I'm also like being sexualized in these restaurants working as a host. Mm -hmm. Like there are people that are coming in and looking at me and looking to me for some type of flirty uh, give back. Also, can we just go ahead and pause on that specific example right there? Because there is a particular, you know, standard of dress between male host and female host. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, that's real. I was not able to wear crop tops um, and then no skirts or shorts <laughs> that didn't go past my middle finger. And I was like, not high school. Not I'm in public school right now. <laughs> um, I didn't even know those rules exist. I'm in the back like, I want to find a dishwashing shirt that fits because the chef jackets are too thick. Oh, and then that's the other thing. I would have so been willing to do a freaking dishwashing job and not oh. talk to anybody. But I have... You'll find that you'll talk to a lot of people being in the district. Mm-hmm. you be a therapist. In I, the whole place. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not with soapy water. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have eczema and yeah. when I did work at a sort of like kitschy little restaurant, not even a restaurant, 
something downtown um, <laughs> where people can get, you know, some quinoa and leave. Um, <laughs> I did work dishes and I worked dishes because um, the dishwasher decided not to go that day mm. or a day or a week. And um, I was working register. Dish was not in my job description because I know I have sensitive skin and I looked mm-hmm. and they had me on dish and my manager was like, well, it's not in your job description, but we need someone to do it. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this shit real slow. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't do dishes for nobody, but myself in my house. <laughs> and this was not in my job description. So you're like, it was the me that was missing for me. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, so I'm doing the dishes and my skin will break out. So yeah, going going forward in the restaurant industry I was like well I'm not going to apply for dishwashing jobs because then I'm going to have to afford a dermatologist um, consistently and mm-hmm. my skin is flawless y'all mm-hmm. got me fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Your skin we see you is over here glowing fucking <laughs> flawless yeah yes. thank you this yes. is you know been going to dermatologist since I was four and I know my skin routine very well mm-hmm. um, so really yeah <laughs> so that being said um it gets extremely hot in Chicago, mm. and it is actually unfair. Humid. It is actually unfair to give people that are not men, um, uh, like dress requirements to be serving these people. And also, pre COVID, mm-hmm. restaurants will be packed out. Oh, yeah. Yep. No matter how many tables there are, that is overwhelming. That is a lot of people. Um, and everyone is moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, to not be able to, to know that the bartender. Um, who's a guy can wear you know, like a, a tank top and some jeans or I'm curious as to where you're working with the guys who weren't uh, <laughs> you know tank tops and, and crop tops but I <laughs> mean armpits. I know that they're out there so <laughs> well, I've there, seen it once or twice well there was well it would just get hot enough and so if the if the restaurant shirt is a button up and it's hot uh, enough yeah nobody's going to say anything right. to that bartender I know a gentleman literally right now to where he he is a bartender and we've worked at a spot together to where as busy as, as he is, you would know how busy he is because by the time the shift was over, it's on the last button of the button up. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, that's okay. what we're doing now? Mm-hmm. But okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. But um, but women can't do that. But no. right, and women can't wear jean shorts. You can't like you can, but they have to be at the length or longer than your middle finger. And I'm just that's just not fair. I have long I have longer legs and I have short arms, and so my my middle finger it changes every day. And I just be I would just be looking at them like, okay, so is you gonna say something or not? Cause it's hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm by the door, so I'm getting humidity. Yes. Every time you open the door, really say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go home. It's not. It's not an issue. I will go home today. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. I show up so I can leave. Yes. So I show up so I can get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, like I might have arrived, but I have checked out. Oh yes, yes. especially when it was hot outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then um. This other thing that just was like a pet peeve of mine, I think this was the last straw in the restaurant industry for me. Um, I I was injured on the job at this restaurant because um, there was ranch on the floor in the kitchen. There should never be anything on the floor in the kitchen. Right. And I was busting tables and I was holding 30 pounds of dishes. So my ankle oh. went... Oh. And um, yeah. The ranch got you. The ranch... 
got me <laughs> I'm sorry. real bad. I'm sorry. Um, you and got then the I had to move wobble. that week as well. So I was moving on an injured ankle, um, working two jobs. And no one gives a shit. And no one gives a shit. And they, 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 you know, they, they paid for the doctor's visits and whatnot. All that was comped because they had to. Because mm-hmm. they had to. And I needed more time off as like the days were going, and as uh the as like a month went by, like that, like an ankle injury is very serious. And because yeah. I am a dancer, um, those I have to tend to those mm-hmm. throughout time. Most certainly. So, um, they had told me at one point that my sick days were up. <laughs> when when you got injured on the job at your job because of something that happened at your at job. the job yes um, I was yeah they told me my sick days were up at one point and I was like oh bitch oh I'm and then I was um I was called uh, um I was called I was called for a job to host the stage at Pitchfork for Queen Key. Mm. Oh, mm. Um, and that was a woman-produced sh- stage by Babes Only, and I was going to host. I had hosted an event with Queen Key there before, and I was going to get paid, and nobody would cover my shift. Oh, uh, that sounds like a you know I'm sick to me. Nobody would cover my shift, and I was like, and I couldn't pick up anybody else's shift or trade them something because I'm not cross-trained. Oh. Uh. That sounds what? like so that was the last straw. I was like, I missed out on an opportunity, mm-hmm. and I could have at least been able to offer more to my coworkers, so that I could have taken up. Like, jobs are not supposed to keep you there to slave you. They're right. supposed because, to help like, you. Should you. not be beholden to to your position at a job. Like, it's something that you do, so therefore you can make a certain amount of money. Exactly. But when it starts, when it starts like impugning your ability. For you to make additional money, it's like, well, what the? Oh, no. And you're and not I'm even cross trading me so that I so that I can make additional money yeah. and show you that this job would mean something to me mm-hmm. if y'all gave a damn and trained me That's on something else. <laughs> it's hard for you to put energy into something if there is no place for you to grow. If you have no incentive to continue to come back there outside of a paycheck then you're not like moving yourself towards what you want to be and instead being held still by the fact that no one wants to like move on from their position because they're getting paid. Because right. it's not a journey, it's a consistent destination. Exactly. You're like, okay, this is what we're doing and no every one, damn day. no one who's trained on other things wants to work host. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me tell, okay. So <laughs> as, as like being the chef... I would have worked anything, anything, because I just was like, let me, what's it like out there in the front? Mm -hmm. Tell me, like, on Sundays sometimes, I would, like, bartend for brunch to feel fancy, but, like, my roommate now was the bartender then, and she would just let me do mimosas. She's like, you're just pouring orange juice and bubbles. Like, we don't have time for anything additional. But dishwashing was my shit. That was my favorite. Um, But yeah, it's like people don't want to give you enough information so that you understand or can do the things that they can do because that's like fear of them losing their destination, you know? So I get it. Like, I've 
definitely had to leave places because I'm like, there's nowhere for me to go from here. Right. And I like, and I said this in the beginning in our first episode that like, it's, it was easier for me because I'm the right kind of black person. Um, but like, you know, it's really frustrating watching it happen on a managerial level. Yes. But you can't say anything because then they're like, well, are you making it a thing? Like, are you making it right. about race? Are you making it about and like, my misogyny? Always, yes, I yeah. am. Yeah. Yes, the fuck I am. <laughs> um, like here. Because you are doing that. Mm. And also, like, my <clears throat> personality type, Aries, um, I don't read passive aggression as passive. I read passive as active because mm-hmm. you are actively being aggressive in some form to me. And there's mm-hmm. just something in my brain that does not read passive as, like, I can let this slide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really how great I point. operate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh-huh. then there's, you know, um, there was just, uh, that was the last straw, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was too much going on in my life for them to be playing in my face like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even trying to find another job because I didn't have experience in other things, I could not pick up another serving job. Yeah. So now I'm going up against, in the middle of hot Chicago summer, other trained hosts. They don't, like, restaurants didn't need hosts in the middle of the summer. No. Mm-hmm. They've got hosts. Yeah, <laughs> of, like, ev- of anything, they have that on rotation. Right. Um, so I was like, well, I loved performing, and I would love to see if... I can segue my escorting Mm -hmm. and professional companionship into me being able to perform. That's safer for me. Mm -hmm. That's safer because when I walk in a room, people can, I'm striking. They may not, I'm I'm not recognize me, but I'm a striking person. Mm -hmm. So it makes it it makes me feel safer to be able to step on stage and possibly gain clients from that mm-hmm. i also thrive in one-on-one spaces <laughs> so um the sociality the, the sociality of like of, of hospitality comes through in performing as well mm-hmm. you you see your customers you're providing a service they can also tip if they right. really enjoy what is what uh what entertainment they are being yeah. provided with. And um, I just, I found that, well, if I'm going to be working a service job and there's a, there's a, there's a base price mm-hmm. and then tips, why would I be doing hospitality when I can move up in exotic dancing mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, as well as I, the I still way love you broke it down just yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay um, and then there's like you know I still enjoy restaurants I grew up in restaurants I love sitting at a bar and doing work mm-hmm. um, I love sitting at a cafe that also serves liquor because I was probably going to bring some for my coffee anyway <laughs> <laughs> so um, I and, and also for work there are so many, there are escorts, there are companions, there are buyers that mm-hmm. use restaurants as a way to socialize with clients, as a way to socialize with a companion, like as a way to meet people, yeah. you know? So, um, and also, you know, just having a good time. I will do that alone. <laughs> I mean, if the panini has taught us anything, it's how to entertain yourself. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. most certainly this Ponderosa that we 
consistently find ourselves at? Or what was the pterosaur? Pterosaur. Pterosaur. It begins yes. with a P. It's good. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan Pfeiffer for teaching me that word and me, uh, you know, practicing it so I could say it so smoothly now. But also because of this, um, what what has this Patricia um, done Patty. to your like? work mode Ooh, hmm. work <laughs> mode let's see last year i was completely defeated um i yeah. was i had come back That's from real. performing in london um and that was the first week of march and i was like i was so excited i was able to experience performing burlesque in london mm. um and just first of all being overseas was that's big yeah yeah. And that's big for any type of performer. Mm-hmm. And Europe loves American performers. Mm-hmm. I had, um, I sent out, I, I went with my bestie. <laughs> and hey, bestie. I just, I just shook, I just shook my wig, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I went with my bestie <laughs> with our selfies. <laughs> um, and we were, well, my, my friend did a weekend class um, at a, a university out there. And their mother works for a hotel company, so we were able to um, just pay for the cleaning fees. Oh, yeah. And I got a new passport. Um, I was working at a dispensary at the time, um, and I just, bloop, went ahead. And they also did the same thing. Mm -hmm. The dispensary also said the same thing about not training me while other people were literally being trained in my face, and they were playing in my face. Anyway, I took that. I took that. Right. I took that dispensary check and went overseas. Damn right. Damn right. (laughs) Before the Ponderosa. (laughs) Um, And so I sent out our first night there. um, We got food and wine, and I sent out ten cold pitches to ten different venues. Um, I wrote up a new bio and just added some pictures and Mm -hmm. had a link for to a performance, and I was booked by noon when I woke up the next day. All right. Oh, yes. Yes. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. And Mm -hmm. that turnaround time is something I've never seen in America. I love Chicago and I love my city, but that turnaround time for a booking was Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, America loves a meeting when it could have just easily been an email. Oh, yeah. America (laughs) loves a (laughs) follow-up. You know, they they love a circle back. (laughs) So all all of it. Yes, and and maybe next time that really means no. (laughs) Right. So basically, it's the long journey to no. Right. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of the time. And um, so I performed. That was a beautiful experience. Um, And when I came back, uh, oh, I also did experience a strip club out there. I got to see what uh, what their strip clubs look like and how they operate. So what's the tea on that? I've never been to a strip club in the U.S., but I have been to one in Canada. (laughs) I I went to one in Detroit, but we can keep that one. So it's fine. Yeah. The the first strip club I went to was King of Diamonds in Miami and Ooh. I was 19 years old. <laughs> that was lit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say no names, but, um, a famous rapper did pour champagne in my little 19 year old cup that night. (laughs) And we, it was literally just champagne though. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my bestie left, but, uh, that was a fun night. Anyway, um, (laughs) these strip clubs, 
<laughs> the strip clubs in London are um, well, their their money is different. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they pay in pounds, and they do not have a dollar bill yeah. like we do. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have coins. So the I was gonna say I was wait. gonna say were you throwing pounds on the stage? <laughs> Coinage. You know, I was drunky okay. at the time, and I did have the same thought. And I was like, oh, what I'm not going to do uh, is yeah. throw coins at these people. Mm-mm, no. I know y'all are more civilized than this. Come on, tea and crumpets. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, we learned that they're like, they're they're civilized, but for whom? In oh, the last, okay. like, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And that brings me to the demographic of what was in that strip yes, club. Yes. It was all primarily skinny white women. Um, and I was a little disappointed, but that was what the person who took me to the strip club said that it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And this was purely for entertainment and just for me to have this, like, they Experience. were like, they wanted to take me to the strip club so yeah, that I yeah. could see it. Um, so before a person goes on stage to perform, um, they collect coins mm-hmm. from everyone in the room and it's a standing room. Um, and then right behind us was where people were able to sit with dancers. However, you have to pay to sit with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so behind us, people are sitting down where we were, standing room, not too big. And then there were like two poles on a stage. There was their locker room and the door to the right was the back room where people could pay for private dances. Mm-hmm. So um, one young lady went around and collected the coins um, I the legit was, coins, mm-hmm. yes, the, yes. The, the 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 little pound coins. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, I was not someone who was putting money in there because my date did. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> All right. they put money in for the both of us. Um, I watched uh, the young lady perform. It was not as entertaining as anything that I've seen in the United States. Mm-hmm. However, the thickest girl who was in there um, had on a beautiful red set blonde hair and a bright red lippy and my date paid for me to have a private dance um, for her to privately dance for me. Mm-hmm. So that was a gra- again a great experience. The, the, mm. the back room was beautiful. Um, and yes, I, I feel like that was fun. And also in London, they like double shot their drinks. Yes. yes. So. Yes. The, 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 yes. Land, the land of the heavy poor. I oh. was lit, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, oh yeah, there was like a, there was a burger spot like a cheeseburger spot standing standing line only right next to it i mean that's the yeah. move yeah it yeah. was definitely the move i like mm-hmm. watched that cheese on the fries and was like that's what i want yeah um so yeah so there was that and i i find that out there and also the young lady was actually talking to me about it while she was dancing with me because I said oh nice I, I told her i was a burlesque dancer in chicago and she was like, oh, well, that's so lovely. Like, you know, how is it there? Mm-hmm. Chatted. And she was like, well, here, you know, they, they, she said, as you can see, we have the standing room, the back room and the seated area. Um, but she, she said that she did wish that there were some bigger clubs. Um, and there, of course, like are around the UK, but um, just more of a community. She said that she wished that they had out there more of a, a community where they talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I do see in America, we do talk to each other um, uh, and just try to have some type of camaraderie, even if it could be something that's catty, like it is some type of camaraderie amongst each other. 
uh, with like dancers um, in clubs and whatnot. I think that might be like a cultural thing because like America likes to believe that it's a teamwork, dream work situation. And that's like the way that most people who live here like go about things. But in, I can imagine, especially in like England, because they're so proper. It's so like, proper. absolutely. It's like you have to understand like what their setup is mm-hmm. for like what is tolerated. Because like, yes, there are a lot more laws that make um, like being in sex work a little bit safer in a sense there. Um, But here there's, we have to do it for ourselves. Yes. Um, Also like old British people are very like uptight about everything. So I can't imagine that like people are dancing in a risque way, even though here it's just like fun. That's a, that's a workout. You in a class right now. Yes, it is. I feel like they have to cater to like what is they there. They do, yes. And Old white guys, and that's that's exactly what yeah. my uh, what's exactly what my date was was describing was that there's not um, that they don't usually stray from the thin white person, um, and there are different nationalities mm-hmm. of white people there, yes, but they are not different body types. Yeah. Um, and Do you believe that those body types, when they are presented, are fetishized? I do. Um, I do also believe that, like, there are people who are looking for that body type that are also in that realm too mm-hmm. you know and there are customers that are now not being catered to yeah because of oppression <laughs> yeah yeah um and those customers also deserve a chance that goes for england and america mm-hmm. when you are at a chicago strip club they do cater to white customers. They cater to white dancers, mm-hmm. even though stripping and exotic dancing and all its glamour is based off of what black women and specifically what black trans women have made mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that glamour has come with and 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 is laborious. So um, you know, like there's there's also the notion that sex work or prostitution or erotic labor is empowering and I do think that it's beautiful. I think that it's it's, I love burlesque. I Mm -hmm. love exotic dancing but um, this is a job and it is an outlaw job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So there's there's more there's more vulnerability to navigate and therefore the most vulnerable are affected by not being able to even have the opportunity um, or less opportunity to gain more, whether it be working in a club here or working a club overseas. Like the fact that I didn't see, there was no one who was even tan in yeah. in that dressing, like out of, coming out of the dressing room. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in, 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 uh, in Chicago, there will be dancers of all different colors, but like Chicago has people of all different colors. And I will say that sex work over there is, um, they know what is, they know what's happening. Yeah. They essentially do not care. Mm-hmm. Um, but their government 
has the same similar restrictions um, and uh, and prostitution laws as here in America because mm-hmm. you know Western countries <laughs> love to be twinning when it comes to oh how they can oppress their people. You damn right, <laughs> classic, yes. classic uh. oppression. Um, but yeah, also like uh, so. Coming back from that mm-hmm. and coming back from an international performance like that um, and coming back to a pandemic, an immediate lockdown broke my heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, I felt like that was the jolt that I needed to be able to come back to Chicago and have consistent bookings in burlesque and exotic dancing. Because um, again, I'm navigating um, in these clubs where they they don't want to give opportunity to people that look like me or are built like me and they will but you yeah. will face more discrimination and you may just not work as long um at that club and then go to another one and see the same thing happen and um so that's difficult to navigate whereas with burlesque venues um it's something where it's uh people pay well, everybody pays before they go into any club. You damn right. <laughs> Strip or burlesque venue. <laughs> but um, with burlesque venues, it's more more body types are accepted. Um, it's more it's slow moving compared to a stripping at a strip club. Um, however, burlesque does burlesque performers do also work at strip clubs, and you can perform burlesque at strip clubs. Um, but yeah, so you know, because it's essentially two different types of stripping, yeah. <laughs> um, and one has feathers and jewels and slow moving and props, yeah. and mm-hmm. the other one is um, the pole athleticism, it, yo, yes. um, and wow. high heeled wow. stilettos mm-hmm. that are also required to be worn on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I'm navigating being able to feel like I can see myself in a burlesque venue, but then breaking into getting booked at burlesque venues, Mm -hmm. um, breaking into that type of networking field and seeing how trying to find that, trying to make that more accessible for other people that look like me and also want to perform and are just not thin white or thin non-black people. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do find that there, there are different burlesque venues or bars and restaurants that host burlesque nights but the person who's booking them is a thin white woman Mm -hmm. and so they are going to automatically book thin white women and you may see a plus size dark skinned beautiful out of town performer because Mm -hmm. that's a feature Mm -hmm. yeah you know they they want that type of glamour but they're ignoring those that are here and that are also up and coming and even established yeah um so there's that type of navigation and um that also was in my in my head that is where I wanted to be able to gain clients the safest right mm-hmm. um and and because I I get to not only be myself and perform yeah. but it's almost like this is this is a sample of what exactly. an experience what a companion um, professional night with at least heartthrob would look like. <laughs> Don't want to speak for everyone. <laughs> I would just like to take a quick moment and really thank you for just the tone of, of this conversation for real? because I feel like the aspect of you know talking about sex work in connection to the hospitality industry, the hospitality spectrum can always feel like it's a bit gossipy 
but it's like as I'm sitting here, I'm just learning so much, mm-hmm. and damn, you know, thank you for real. <laughs> yeah, and and also on on top of that, like I've heard, you know, all of these educational um, items that that you have mentioned, but specifically, like it's just like, how are you doing? You specifically in in the work that that you're a part of now. <sighs> <laughs> Crisp. Yes. (laughs) I will say, um, specifically, a a year after uh, lockdown lockdown and quarantine began, I am mentally doing, I'm great. When it comes to booking, um, that is another realm. I have leaned in more towards drag, and I have loved drag. I've been winning lip sync competition yes. for a few years so, now. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You can find yes. me at your local karaoke bar. <laughs> Damn right. With the gays. Yes. <laughs> um, We're here. And We're here. I, I find that book, booking virtual drag shows has been um, a great release for me. Again, I feel like I'm able to be accepted in this realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm given a fighting chance for opportunity, for visibility, and I'm hoping that other people that, you know, also want to take on sensual labor or sensual dancing see that as well, um, that there are different avenues to be able to find yourself a stage yeah, and build it yourself um, for even even like like not knowing if I was going to get booked and not knowing if I was going to land an audition. I have already been dancing online on my Instagram for several years now. <laughs> so as soon as Instagram stories were a thing, it was dancing um, and just having fun. And um, I will always find fun in dancing. Um, I will say like booking clients is difficult. Clients want uh, like for, for escorting or a companion, um, professional companionship, like that is, it's, it's difficult. Um, people want specifics and then they mm-hmm. don't want to pay rates. Yeah. Um, people, you know, like people are, uh, older white men are mm-hmm. rude. Oh, um, and Shocking. I, I wish that more of my clients were not, I wish that I could cater to more. Um, and I can, but I, it's difficult to still garner that audience um, for for people to understand that they can reach out to me for that. Uh, this is not a plug, but <laughs> <laughs> it's more so just like even even on like as like using escort websites to garner clients or avenues that I have in networking. It is um, more difficult right now than it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm finding that I find solace in talking to other colleagues in this realm and in this field, um, other sexual laborers. Like, it's just something that we can understand together mm-hmm. um, and we can find camaraderie together. Um, and we can, um, like, we talk about how much we're getting paid. Yeah. We talk about rates. Because, okay, yeah. and that's, like, a thing that they teach you not, not to talk to about in, like, every job ever. In because every they don't job. want you to know how much you're potentially worth. Exactly. And I think that, like, when, especially, like, talking about being available but not necessarily being what someone wants to pay 
for. It's right. like, I think that people don't understand that this is a like your like work. It's not just like, oh, I'm doing this because it's easy. Nah, you give yourself a blowjob. And then, or wait, no, take that. Let me take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I, I mean, though. Or- like, you <laughs> give yourself a snuggle. Oh, I wish I could do that. Um, like and- a weighted blanket. Sorry. I think I you just a- need to stretch more. <laughs> yeah, because you most certainly can can do that if you. I mean, if, 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 I guess. But if, you can, like, if you commit to the try, you if can you do commit, anything. Get out of here! With but there's so, try. We're doing it. So there's there's that, and um, there's also like with masks on, it's difficult for me to read people. Also mm. that. Um, again, I thrive in one on one spaces. So going to a bar and just sitting, looking fine. Um, grabbing right. a drink. Oh, I listened to you touch on this. Go follow <laughs> <laughs> Um, And uh, just chilling, having a good time. But the masks are making it difficult for me to read if somebody is trying to get to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently I was at a restaurant. I was just chilling at a meeting. And then um, the bartender uh the bartender i couldn't tell if they were flirting with me or not and i'm already like i have adhd so i already am not always on time with the social cues Mm -hmm. (laughs) so being able to read people's faces and body language is helpful as a dancer it's very helpful this is how i learn um and uh i this this bartender is is sweet they were older um uh, not being weird, which mm. is, you know, checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. <laughs> and they made me a, their personal, they made me like a, a really cool little tequila drink that was not on the menu. Mm-hmm. And then um, they gave me a little free glass of rosé. And I was so, I was we love that. just, I mm-hmm. was so happy. Um, and I was like, okay, this is cute. Um, I appreciate this. Checked for a ring. There was no ring. And I was like, all right, this is cute appreciate this um masks are on can't read a thing no and i'm not gonna ask this grown man for his instagram yeah that's real you know like and because i was with a friend they know my real name so i'm not gonna go by an alias Mm -hmm. um and again not gonna ask this grown-ass man for his instagram um just gonna leave it at that just gonna have a great drink at the bar and that was a great that was it was a delicious tequila let's call beverage Mm -hmm. um however that could have been money that I just missed out That's on. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And that is another thing, you know, going to a bar. And I, I know that I'm not the only person experiencing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that has also taken effect. I'm hoping, I, I think that with summer coming up, and people going to go get vaccinated. Vaccination spring. station. Okay. Vaccination station. <sighs> yes. With people being able to do that, I feel like there will, um, there may be more opportunity for uh, where the sex industry was intertwining before mm-hmm. um, to come back and fuel the restaurant industry. I just burped twice. <laughs> Listen, you are fine. Uh, I you have, have no been idea how fine you are so. of being a loud burper. So I like <laughs> will sink all the way back or like off to the side so it doesn't get caught on mic. But you heard me earlier clearing yeah. them out. So you fine. Don't worry about um, it. And because because that that's a part of it with the with the hospitality industry. Um, sex workers are fueling restaurants. Yeah. We, I don't know what I'm saying. you know, like when mm-hmm. we make we make money 
we are out at restaurants. When we are potentially trying to make money, we are out at restaurants yeah. or bars. When we are having fun with our friends, we are out at restaurants. After yeah. we get paid at the strip club, we are out at restaurants. Like, say, <laughs> that, say that. Um, and yeah, so, you know, and also when people are going to go see these dancers and people are going to go see entertainers and people, people are going out to see fine women, to see fine, attractive people, mm-hmm. ma- mostly fine non-men people. So, um, yeah, people, people are, the, the sex industry and the dance industry are definitely fueling the restaurant industry. For Got sure. a little bit of a smash there for you. Yeah. And so as we're as we're wrapping up, I'd really like to hear, you know, how you, as a black woman, how Period. is it for you, and how has it been to be able to really create and control your own narrative, especially within this within this field. Um, Because hospitality seems like it, it's done it for you, and now it seems as if, you know, you're doing it, you're doing it yourself. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. Of course. Um, I will say that as as a black woman and um someone who like operates outside of the gender binary, um, there are. It is imperative that we all have our own narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we that we write down how we feel and reflect, then do not second guess. That's that Aries energy right there. <laughs> because like I think I have been doing that more so as I got into management positions because mm-hmm. I'm ready to say some shit right now all the time. That's like the yeah. thing. But if I sit with it and I think about it, I can like think about exactly what I want to say and how mm-hmm. I want this to come across. But we also have to make that extra step because we are black people. Yes. <laughs> and, right. yeah. and it well, it can that that can sometimes keep you from saying how you truly feel mm-hmm. um, and and conveying something at the right time. Um, and when it is necessary. So for me, um, I feel like the, the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, really, it took, it gave me so much as a kid. Mm-hmm. It gave me so much. And it took that going, shit back. Go, okay. Going like, I was able to, I was able to enjoy uh, my half days at after school and go to my dad's restaurant. Like, that was extremely fun. But not being able to enjoy restaurants as an employee um as a young adult drained from me mm-hmm. and then um having co-workers that are creative and trying to incorporate that into who they are incorporate that and, and spread that to their co-workers and then quit those jobs mm-hmm. me and one young lady um she has a vegan bi- cookie business mm-hmm. we were i saw her at the farmer's market yeah. <laughs> and i had my money that I made from a trick, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I put my money in the herd. You damn I was right. Like, hey, I was like, hey, girl, how you doing? And she was like, oh, hey, you know, just doing my thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm so glad we both got out of there. And she was like, yeah, no, 
fuck that place. Yeah. Um, and now she does that full time. So, oh yeah. Um, I don't think that the restaurant industry is like it's not horrible. Um, but there are like there are places like there are definitely ways it could be better. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't get as bad as not training people because you hired them for one position. Um, because I will go across the street and dance on that table at the dive bar and I will go home with more money and tips Mm -hmm. than I would have slaving at that restaurant. Damn right. So it's like, I will probably be walking out there with more cash than those servers up in there. Exactly. I mean, let's give a cheers, ear cheers. Air cheers to that. Air cheers. With our lovely Blackberry whiskey smash riff featuring the old uh, ritual whiskey. And okay, so y'all are y'all on the internet? Yeah, y'all. Yeah, the the interwebs. Have you noticed that there's been like a rise of like people taking pictures with oranges? I would. I would say lemons. Okay, well, yes, you're right. There has been a lemon going around doing a thing. You make some lemonade, bitch. You listen to the Beyonce lemonade album. That is exactly (laughs) what you do. Oh my god! And then you turn on find your you turn on uh, Black is King and you. Find your way back. Listen, <laughs> listen. If you don't think I woke up at five o'clock this morning and listened to that album twice, you're wrong. Because I did. Because I had time. Um, but so like I was panic awake. I had time. Just like that album, this beverage is a smash. Hit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Which your five dollar samucha orange in here tasting delicious. This is delicious gonna do a little gulp asmr here gonna... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while no you're fine <laughs> <laughs> you're fine it's all right but no like for re- you're you're not wrong um mm-hmm. it is not the best the industry for uh people I was gonna like narrow it down to some, but it's like no, people. there's there's several bullet points. And, yeah, and one that I I will highlight is being sexualized while working, and uh. sexual labor being illegal. Like yes, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> but also like being sexualized, not even like in a sexual way, just the number of times people have been like, I just I just I just wish you were a man because. Wait, you just hit me and then we'd be over it instead you didn't talk to me for three days and I'm like I didn't you're talk. you're you're making it seem like my lack of a penis is an issue for like some weird internalized daddy issue that you have going on right there but like out, outside of sexualization it's it's like straight up misogyny it is straight up massage. It's just um, the amount of times up. back of house will not know my name, but knows to say, sweetie, babe, mamacita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Hot stuff. I literally worked with a server for six months and I wouldn't allow her to have some of a plate that I had put up for a tasting for everyone. And she went and complained to another server about that black chef. <sighs> Six months. Mm. I were I trained you on a menu. Well, I'll just say fuck. Taking her. a sip. It's My name it. is Reba. Uh, yeah. How hard it's right. 
you know so damn. we're just sitting here being like well damn deep <laughs> eye contact eye contact it, it got us fucked up <laughs> but like no um i think one thing that i want to ask it's it's like is there anything out there that has been put up as like, or like what would, how would you say that you set up to protect yourself as much as possible while trying to meet companions and do your hustle? Like what were, what, like, is there anything available? Sorry, I like as as I'm asking the question, your eyebrows just went higher and higher. Like, is this real? But you know, we just even if it's a no, we just want people to yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I will say honestly, for me, um, I am a striking person, so me working a nine to five, a, civ- a civilian job, actually mm-hmm. puts me at risk. Yeah. Um, even when I was not doing com- like a professional companionship as a side thing, and mm-hmm. I was just doing social media consulting in my house from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. and then going to that damn restaurant mm-hmm. from for the night shift. Um, that was like, be, because people are sexualizing me and fetishizing me when they walk in, um, those people try to remember my face mm-hmm. and then come back to that restaurant or come back to that place where I'm working mm-hmm. um, just to essentially bother me. Um, and, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like the safest thing for me to do is sex work because of how striking I am just as a person. So, um, working those other jobs, I also found that like, they put me in a vulnerable position for management to just not for management to just say no for no reason. So, um, but in terms of like other safety, I have a stun gun, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yes, it goes gra ta ta ta. And I also, uh, you know, for a while there, I would travel with a guy friend, but I love being alone, and I always, I always have loved going somewhere alone and leaving with a friend or alone or meeting up with the girls out. But um, that being a thing. Now that like I'll just I'll just want to go to the park and I will want to go with a friend out of safety and that mm-hmm. again is misogyny. Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing to save me from misogyny. No, nope. um, there's nothing to just like really keep that away except for, uh, not even except for, but I can't say what can battle that is proper public sex education for real. Yeah, that is the thing. Sexual yep. education is the way to liberation because baseline education is the way to true freedom. I am like now making this connection. So in college at the University of Vermont, Mm -hmm. I TA'd a sexual health and relationships class for three semesters. Um, And my like concentration was in sexual health and relationships. I'm just putting this together as being like a reason why I am more comfortable than others talking about things because I had to give the presentation on anal sex three semesters in a row because Mm. it's like 150 students writing down like all these questions and then we separate them into groups and no one wanted to talk about uh, sphincter play. Which is mad Everyone all the time, (laughs) consent and lube. Um, But (laughs) I think... 
you're right. Like a lot of it is people never learn about how to interact with people in a sexual way. That's not like fucking creepy right? because yeah. that's what media has given us. And when it's right. not creepy and it's like romanticized and stuff, it's not for people of color. Yes. And I will <clears> say <throat> that like the, the dangers of misogyny or like being stalked or whatever, or some somebody not really knowing how to interact with me. Yeah. Has was happening before I decided to step into sex work. Yeah. That was happening because I would step into a room and be Lenzo the heartthrob mm-hmm. and that would set people either into a realm of discomfort or I don't know what to do mm-hmm. because they have to unpack <clears throat> that I am me I am so happy yeah. mm-hmm. and I am just I'm just me they have to unpack that before they can interact with me so and that doesn't just go for me that that does pay, play a part in sex work but that is essentially what makes um, a job like working at a restaurant dangerous yeah um or not dangerous, but just like not safe. Yeah. Um, and even, and you know, like if restaurants, if like, I feel like, I feel like happy hour is a, is a, is a safe place for me because restaurants are doing what they're supposed to do, which is lower the prices of those drinks. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a little cute place to sit mm-hmm. and I can be alone. And most people aren't going to stay after happy hour. So I can. Because those prices will go right back up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. go right back out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Wow. Well, as always, I know I love I, this, and I wish that we had more time. I know, and that's why I got sad because I'm no. like, we can't ask. See, more we can't. We can't be sad that it's over, but we must be happy that it happened. Yes. 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 And I just want to um, go ahead and say that uh, your shoes are amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, those. Yeah. 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 Um, I wish that I could uh, describe them more for you, but I'm bad at that. Why don't you go ahead and just. Yeah, give us. Describe the drip. So, um, first of all, I don't pay more than $30 for my shoes. You damn right. There you go. So, um, I went to Akira. Okay. <laughs> for um, and I I never go in there with the intention of buying stuff, and that's how you find the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mm-hmm. shoes were thirty dollars from their buy one get one for a dollar sale. So oh, I got shit. two shoes for thirty three dollars. <laughs> what? Um, these are a kitten heel with a nude taupe sole. Mm-hmm. Um, two clear straps, one over the toes, one over the midfoot. And the heel is a clear ball, no bigger than one inch. So I am through the place. You damn right. Yes. Uh, and my toes are pink. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and she, and they have the the hearts for the throbbing on the nails. They are fresh. Yes. I'm jealous. I had nails two weeks ago. <laughs> now I don't. But I want to say thank you so much. For coming and doing the damn thing with us today. Uh, if you want to let us know how people can, yeah, how can find how you on find the you? socials. Yes, yes, yes. So um, everyone can follow my Instagram at Linzo the Heartthrob, L-Y-N-Z-O-D. And Heartthrob has two Ts. Mm-hmm. Um, my Twitter is Linzo Heartthrob. Uh, on Twitch is where I do a bunch of fun live stuff like high makeup shenanigans, um, unpacking stuff. 
that people's husbands buy for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which you can actually see the Valentine's Day gifts people's husbands got for me this year on Twitch today. Um, and that is twitch.tv slash Lenzo the Heartthrob. Um, I'm hoping to put a couple like cute drag shows together there as well. Um, I also uh, am putting together my podcast for uh, mm. the rest of for the rest of the year, for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it should be starting soon. Um, got the layout, got everything. And I'm very excited to bring more conversations like this um, for people who want to listen. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Sweet. Uh, I'm so... I know. I'm, it's okay. Yeah. Well, this is Justin Arnett Graham, and you can find me on Instagram at what's Biko, W-H-A-T-S-B-E-C-O. And uh, right before I put myself out there, I want to say thank you to Ritual. I want to say beverage, thank yes. you to Blind Barber for and having us here at the Max. Bass. Max yes. all day, Ashley with the drinks in the corner. Killing it always. And uh, yeah. Thank you to you two. How was your time with us? Talking about how was my time? I got this matcha lavender <laughs> beverage and a smash cocktail. I'm having a great time. The oh, Sunday yeah. morning. Uh, mm. Yes, it is. All right. My name's uh, Nariba Shepard. You can find me at Ribaru on Instagram. And uh, I think we did the damn thing. Absolutely. See you next time. <laughs>